Welcome back to the Dad Buys Podcast. I'm your host, Steve-O. With me is your other host, Mark. Mark, yet again, we've had to take a little bit of a hiatus due yep. to crazy schedules. We we did warn you guys. We, we did warn you. Yeah. I just... I think I underestimated how busy things were going to be. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, and I do want to first off apologize if I sound a little different. I am in a new location. <laughs> Mark informed me that my previous location was inadequate. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hey, here we are. So if I if you hear some backup noise, uh, I do apologize for that. But yeah, so man, it's been... So I think we left off, what, the week before Thanksgiving? Yep. Mm-hmm. And how was your Thanksgiving? It was uh, really, really good, actually. A little bit hectic. A um, little bit... Uh shifting around schedules uh, things didn't go exactly how i thought it would be planned out but uh it still ended up overall really really good uh everything went off um without too much issue and uh it was a really enjoyable weekend is that i mean are we gonna dive into that or are you gonna keep that one Oh, we can we can we can go into it. Yeah. Okay, all it's right. Pretty well, juicy. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I um yeah. I mean, mine was pretty crazy. We left for like the what felt like the entire week, but it was I think three or four days. Um, and honestly, same thing. Super fun, super enjoyable. Um, very busy, and man, did I I just kind of learned a lot. Like I was tested as a dad over that week mm. and uh but it, it was a good time it was a good time uh recap because i know like lately the past couple episodes have been a little heavy and we've kind of touched on some t- subjects and i don't want to really like just brush by without you know informing people what so we kind of left off the episode with a heavy topic between what's going on in my world uh just wanted to recap on that and be like and let everyone know communication just goes such a long way like, you know, we talked about like the best way to approach it. And, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, just go back and listen to it. Cause it's too long to explain, but, uh, man, it just, the, the wife just took it so well. And I think I handled it very delicately. And so that was part of it. So, um, but yeah, it was just a very well-received conversation, a very fruitful conversation and, uh, things have been just swinging on the uptick that's since that's really good to hear yeah so it's been it's been good and i i can just say you know i know it sounds cliche and obvious but man i know a lot of guys who just struggle being articulate with what they're thinking or what they're feeling and they don't really know how to say it without sounding like a jerk or they don't know how to really just put what they're what they're feeling into words Mm. and um I know that can be hard, but that that's honestly as men, like that's something we have to work on. You know, yeah. I, I just think that the more, you know, I'm not saying you have to be a sensitive Sally or be in touch with every emotion you have, but being able to know what you expect out of a conversation or what result you would like to see out of a conversation. And then furthermore, knowing what kind of compromise you're willing to make in a conversation is I think just a huge, uh, growing, uh, pain, if you will, to to achieve as men, and when you want to get in relationships and and you know being fathers and sons and you know husbands and stuff like that. Yeah, I I, I mean I 100% agree. I think a little little bit of listening, a little bit of sympathy, 
and being able to articulate yourself and communicate with your partner, I think that'll get you a long way. Yeah. So that it was, it was really what, and it just set up the whole week to just be really good. Uh, so fast forward, <laughs> it's just been, then Jack, we, we couldn't record last week because, uh, Jack had surgery. Right. He, um, needed a second set of tubes put in and his adenoids removed. Mm. And that was honestly, uh, I, you know, those are one of those things where I, I just didn't know where I stood with it because I'm very leery of people nowadays. Like, and, and we can get into this. I wanted to talk about this a little, but like people just kind of suck in general sometimes. And I'm trying to change my outlook on that. <laughs> but mm. I like, there's a part of me that just feels like some doctors just tell you certain things just so that they can get money out of you. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Like for instance, Hey, your kid needs a second pair of tubes. Oh, really? Well, why would I do that again if the first pair didn't work? Well, he's he's suffering from hearing loss. Oh, well, then I should probably jump on that. Um, <laughs> is he? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, and so I, I do think like getting multiple opinions and all that stuff is very crucial and beneficial. But it, it, long story short, we went through with it. Um, Jack recovered very well. A uh, little bit different of a recovery. I mean, co- recovery time than the first time we went through this. But, uh, you know, I guess that's to be expected as kids get older and can kind of be more cognizant of what's going on. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it was it, he's recovering like a champ. He's back to normal all as well. I think we're officially a week from that from that uh, surgery. So now he can get water <laughs> poured on his head and, <laughs> and all that stuff. So. So, yeah, man, it's been very busy, very crazy, very hectic. Um but enough about me. Let's let's get into your juicy juice. <laughs> <laughs> so um, <clears throat> let me preface this by saying that coming into the week of Thanksgiving, I already basically had a very good idea of exactly how things were going to go as far as, you know, who was going to be at my Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. where it was going to be, and, you know, how long I was going to have the kids when I was getting them, all of that stuff. Um, I thought it was already fully planned out and ready to go. Um, I learned uh, unexpectedly that that was not true. <laughs> uh, so prior to the, the, the week of Thanksgiving, the last time that I, that I had the kids with me, um, I noticed I noticed uh, my ex was being a little bit petty with me. Mm. Um, there was some weird, weird communication from her end. And uh, I could tell that it was kind of with the intention of like to be petty. So um, my mom and I were out with the kids that that Sunday that it, I was supposed to take them home. And uh, I was going to get my son in a haircut and my mom had some errands she wanted to run and it was a little bit earlier in the day than I would normally be ready to start taking them home or thinking about taking them home uh but I messaged her in advance to say hey we're out running some errands right now um would it be okay if I bring them home a little bit earlier than normal just because we're already out and about and heading already to to your direction um and and her response back was well we're actually like near you 
let me do my errands real quick and we'll just meet and then we'll call it a day. I'm like, okay, perfect. Cool. No problem. So we run our errands, get the haircut. Everything seems good to go. A couple of hours have passed and I, I message her. I'm like, okay, like we're done with our stuff. Where would you want to meet? No response. Crickets. <laughs> or about another hour, hour and a half, two hours. Suddenly I get a response that says, oh, we're home now. You can bring them back whenever you're ready. What? So I'm like, okay, this isn't like a huge deal, but I could sense the like the pettiness in it and the and the like, mm, you know, you know what I mean? Just like a little bit. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. You just, th- didn't you just say you just talked about like meeting somewhere and exactly. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. Okay. Right. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I, like, I sense a little pettiness here. I don't really I'm not going to I'm not going to say nothing about it. I'm not going to, you know, make a big deal out of it. Just whatever it is, what it is. It sucks, but it is what it is. Well, I did not know that the pettiness would continue into Thanksgiving week. Um, so Wednesday night, Audrey, uh, my girlfriend, came into South Bend, flew into South Bend. I picked her up to South Bend Airport. Uh-huh. We had some errands to run. Uh, like we, we needed to, to get some some groceries and things because we were gonna we were planning on hosting Thanksgiving here at my house and you know cooking th- three or four different uh, meal uh, uh, side dishes and and uh, we were gonna cook a ham. I had some desserts planned, things like that. My mom was gonna be coming uh, with 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 some items and things like that. So we were planning it on being you know introduction with my mom spending some extra time with the kids, having this nice dinner plan, playing some card games or a board game, whatever. Everything was supposed to be fine. But we run our errands Wednesday night, uh, and I wake up Thursday morning with the expectation that the kids will be coming. Message, I messaged Iris and, and asked, you know, what time was she planning? <clears throat> no response. Never read my message. Uh, I, we, we communicate a lot through Facebook Messenger. So when she reads it, it puts her little, like, you know, face icon there on yeah. the message. Yeah. None of that was popping up. Um, well, I'm like, okay, well, we've got stuff to do. We, like, we need to clean up a little bit. We need to start meal prepping. More time passes, still no response. Now it's dinner time. My mom shows up. Food is basically ready. We're ready to sit down and eat. Still no response. Still never read my message. Still no kids. So the entire Thanksgiving day, come and gone. My mom did come to the to the dinner. We did have a really nice time. Uh, it was a nice introduction um, for my mom to meet to meet Audrey, and uh, it was it was overall good. Not how I planned. Like right, I, we, we right. bought we bought specific things and certain amounts of things for the kids to be there. So Friday morning comes along. Guess who I get a message from? Suddenly now she wants to reply to me and that (laughs) she wants to know if I want the kids for the day. So what we were planning on doing, and I was going to have them Thursday, Friday, she could have them Saturday, Sunday. Mm -hmm. Well, because of the pettiness and I know that it was on with, it was with intention to not answer my messages on Thursday and not reply to me. I know the all the, also the reason why she's messaging me Friday is because that's normally the day that I send child support money. Mm-hmm. So now she has a reason to reach out to me and and ask if I want to see them because then she can follow it up with asking for money. 
because yeah. our child support agreement is just between the two of us. I don't technically have to send it. I do it out of courtesy, and I do it because it's what's right and what makes sense. Right, right. I did end up seeing them that day. Um, the, the four of us, me, Audrey, and the, the kids, we had a we had the full day together. We did have a really enjoyable time. Um, we had lots of things that we did. We 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 did some kind of like art activity. We went to lunch. We watched a Christmas movie. But uh, I I just don't understand the pettiness and why it had to affect you know my Thanksgiving plans. And here's the here's the here's the other deal that this the other side of this is. I would have had no problem if she wanted to have them on Thanksgiving Day. Mm-hmm. All I needed to know was she was going to have them on Thanksgiving Day. So then I could have told my mom and I could have prepared to have a dinner with all of us on a different day. It didn't have yeah. to be on Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> right, right. And her response to me about that was, and this is a, a real kicker, and it's one that really gets to me because I know that it's one supposed to be a dig at me and it's supposed to get under my skin. Mm-hmm. And two, I think it's just completely wrong. Her response to me about why she didn't re- re- reply to me on Thanksgiving was because my eight year old daughter, Charlie told her not to. Okay. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh, so we, so we listened to our eight year olds then. Right. And, and that, that was what I, you know, I responded while I was telling my mom about this, everything that was happening. And I'm like, this this is what I told her. I was like, even if that was true, right? Let's say my eight-year-old daughter, Charlie, did tell her that. Which one, I I highly doubt, but two, doesn't matter. If she did tell her that, we're going to just listen to what she says. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of just replying and being like, hey, the kids said that they would rather be here for today. Can we we rearrange our plans? Right. Let's see what happens when your eight-year-old tells her to go jump off a bridge. I was just I mean, absolutely, what are we, what? Right, absolutely what are we? flabbergasted about it. Yeah, as as you should be. I mean that that being the like, look, she could have come at you with one thousand different excuses. Yeah, because you were left unread. So she could have said, "My phone was dead." It was broken. I had to wait until I could get a new phone. Any mm-hmm. anything, right? Anything. Yep. And she chose to tell you that her eight year old said not to. Like what? Even if that were the excuse, like why would you say that? <laughs> that just makes you sound so bizarre. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was hoping you would have a little bit more clarity on. Do you think <clears throat> just trying, I mean, do you have more information before I start like pigeonholing this? I do. Yeah. Okay. 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 Go ahead. So the only thing I can think of. <clears throat> so before, before I moved back to Indiana, uh, I was sending her a certain amount for child support twice a month mm-hmm. on a bio, basically a bi-weekly schedule. When I moved back, I started having the kids more often, having to provide things for them more directly. Um, and I told her that I was going to be sending less. Right, right, right. It makes sense. 
she thought that once the summer was over and school started, that I was going to go back to the other amount. And I'd never once said I was going to do that, nor do I think I should have to. Mm -hmm. So because of that, I think is why she's chosen to be petty with me because I'm not giving her exactly what she wants. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I was going to go down the route of new girl, uh, and a little bit of bitterness. You know what I mean? Like misery loves company kind of thing. There could be because we, we did have a, like a, a pretty, a pretty heated exchange in messaging back and forth between each other. And she, like, she did mention that like a couple of times, like, you know, like, just not, not, nothing like derogatory necessarily, but even the fact that it was mentioned, I think is like interesting. Was she up? Has she expressed that she's been upset? That, that, well, I guess let me ask this first. Did you ever run it by her or feel the need to run it by her that you were going to introduce the kids to your girlfriend? For one thing, did I feel the need to? No. Right. But did, but did I? Yes. Okay. Not as not to the point of like asking for permission, but but just more of being aware. When when she came here the first time back in October, I said that she was coming, and I wanted to know if it was okay if I took the kids out to dinner with us, mm-hmm. so that way she could meet them. And that response was yes. So okay, yeah. I, it, did I feel the need to even do that? Technically, I don't feel like I needed to do that, but. I did that much, which I feel like is appropriate. Right. Well, and I feel like that is a very respectful thing to do simply because, you know, that is, I, and maybe, I, I mean, I'm trying to put myself in those shoes, but like, that would be hard for me to, to wrap my head around my son meeting another man that my ex was romantically involved in. Sure. Um, and so like, I don't know that I would necessarily want to, you know, look at it from a permission standpoint, but I would want to be able to wrap my head around that a little bit and be able to process that because, uh, there is some pride that, you know, kind of, kind of like things start, that's when things start getting real. Right. I mean, definitely. That's something that I've been dealing with for the last three years myself. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I can't, gosh, can't even imagine um because i think you've you've been dealt the worst of the worst hands in that regard um or not maybe the worst of the worst but like one of the one of the bad hands as far as that transition goes Mm -hmm. and um you know at least from your side of the street uh i think you're keeping it pretty clean and you're do at least from what we're hearing um and it's you know it sounds like you're doing things at least from a co-parenting perspective, uh, very on the up and up and not trying to be, you know, malicious or, or sneaky or, you know, you know, weird about any sort of. No, I mean, listen, I'm not a perfect person by any means, and I don't always necessarily perfectly communicate, but I Mm -hmm. feel like as far as the co-parenting situation, this entire year, I feel like more times than not, I'm the one taking the moral high ground and, and coming about things, you know, trying to be very respectful and um, and understanding, and I don't feel like that's being reciprocated back to me, and in almost almost any of the time. Yeah. Well, that I mean, and that's a hard thing to. I mean, 
Do you know, and this is kind of a random question that was floating when you were talking, but I feel like I read something, and I don't know if you know this or have looked into this. Does the state take, like, a percentage of child support when you have a formal agreement with the state? Do you know if they do that or not? Uh, I don't think so, no. Okay. All right. I've read something that, like, certain states do that, and I'm like, what a gambit, dude. Like, Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, we're just going to sign divorce papers off and collect some money from these yeah, jokers. Right? And then we're going to, hey, we're going to make the people who, uh, you know, make more money pay the child support so we get more of that, uh, you know, percentage. Right. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, when I read that, I was like, I have to find out from people I know if this is true because that would be <laughs> that would be a huge like undertaking. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, that's neither here nor there. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, man. That oh, man. That's tough. So. Well, I'm glad you got to see the kids. I hate that. Like, I did you convey to her in any sense? Like, hey, like. Is there a reason you didn't communicate? Like, I had my mother here. I had, you know, someone fly in from across the state here. Like, it's important to me that my kids also be here when I coordinate these things with these people. She did. Yeah, she, yeah, she was right. very well aware that that was happening. Okay. So she's just, she, man, how do you deal with someone this way? Like, who's, I don't understand how you can uh, soften people up like that. You know Bro, what I mean? I, I'm I'm not lying to you. It genuinely takes all I can, like all I have in me to be calm or to yeah. try to be rational, to not fly off and, and do something that I know would be dumb. Like it, it takes everything that I have in me to remain under control when things yeah. like this happen because it's blatant uh, disrespect. Yeah, and that's hard for any man to, like, just take on the chin, right? But when you're talking about, okay, well, this is, this, you know, I'm not, I'm not mad at her. I'm not going to get mad at her if, if it comes for, you know, if it comes at the stake of my kids. Like, it's, but, it's so hard to choose those battles between where do I give in for the sake yeah. of my kids and where do I hold firm for the sake of myself? That, that, trying to navigate that is like mm -hmm. the hardest thing I think I've ever had to do. And I think, you know, that is, that is a benefit of having some sort of legal, uh, bounded contract set up because it kind of, it takes some of that accountability, uh, and pressure off the situation. Cause it's like, okay, well, if you don't do this, like <laughs> other people are going to step in and take care of it for me. You know what I mean? Um, but also it's like when you're trying to just, just, just be, you know, good people for your kids and try to figure this out. Like it, it's tough, man. It's tough. Like I, it's funny you bring that up because like I said earlier, like I've been trying, like we took our kid, uh, to a playground the other day and these two little boys came up to Jack and they're like, they're much older, like probably by five years at least. And, but they were like super sweet to him, right? They're like, hi, my name is, you know, whatever their name, Tommy or, you know, and this is Jake. <laughs> and he was just, my, myself was just like, hi friends. <laughs> it's like, and it was just a very cute moment that made me appreciate like, all right, man, there are, this is a special moment. Cause like these kids could have been complete 
a-holes to my son. Like, mm. they could have been jerks. They could have been raised wrong. They could have just like, hey, get off my slide. You know what I mean? Like, they could have done anything, but they were, they just wanted to play with them. And they just wanted to, you know, make a friend. And I thought, and I, it's been so long. I've been so disconnected from like, you know, kids, seeing, watching kids interact with kids uh, that I just, I didn't know that was a thing. I just, you know, I've had this like, disdain for people <laughs> so mm. i just thought kids were the same way and i <laughs> yeah. i guess some of them are but it was so refreshing and so i was like man that's what like it made me have this whole thought process of like i should want i should start treating people how i would want people to treat my son like that's the approach i need to have right because i wouldn't want those kids to come up to my kid and just be like, move, get out of the way, like, and you know, and be rude mm-hmm. or curt to him. Or if he went up to them trying to be friends, if they just, you know, get like that would, oh, that would, that'd be a kick to the groin, right? Like, right. Yeah. Uh, so I've been trying to like have this whole shift in mentality on how I approach people, how I do things. And man, I'm telling you, it's tough. People, it goes back to what people just suck sometimes. Like, I try. I'm putting my best foot forward. Uh, give you an instance. Like, I had to run in with the cop the other day. <laughs> and let's just say I I, uh, uh, I was a little sarcastic, and he didn't appreciate it. <laughs> um, it long story short, he one cop was directing traffic. Uh, and diverting, like, I guess, a, a detour. And I was following the traffic. Well, they went three cars in front of me, turned right, then they turned left into a gas station, then they turned back onto the road that we got kind of detoured off of. I was like, well, that's weird, but I guess that's what that cop told him to do. And so I look back and I see the cop looks, very, one of the cop uh, cops looked very, like, disturbed. I was like, I don't, I think I'm following a bunch of idiots. I don't think this is what they wanted us to do. So I turned back around, right? Uh, Don't go down the road that they were quite literally trying to detour us from. And I'm trying to turn left back onto the road that they were, you know, signaling us to go on. And cop knocks on my window and has me roll it down. And he was just starts yelling at me. I'm not detouring you to just go around me. You know, like we're trying to tell you to go down this road <laughs> and it just starts like laying in, into me. Okay. So I, I take a breath. I look at him <laughs> and I could tell he was, he was hot. And I was like, do you feel better? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. And then his deputy dipshit comes over he goes, you know what make me feel better? It made me feel better to write you a ticket. I said, <laughs> sir, what would you write me a ticket for? I was the fourth car in line that, of the traffic that you were directing. And three cars in front of me did the exact same thing. So what exact... I was following the traffic that you were directing. Uh-huh. I said, so what exactly would that ticket say? <laughs> uh, <laughs> And they proceeded to yell, and I said, "All right, guys, I think, I think we're good here. Can can we? Can I just go now?" And they're like, "Yeah." <laughs> and so I, but man, and then like, 
later that day, dude, I had, God bless him, you know, I had this elderly lady, uh, I was picking up some prescriptions for Jack, and sitting, and she was the first one in line, right, first one there, and I clearly see that, she's sitting there, so I stand behind her, Mm -hmm. and she looks at me, and she goes, the line starts over here, and I said, okay, well, there's, it, there's no one here, so I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to. I, let's just to put it in perspective. I was standing to the right of her, behind her. She was advising that I stand to the left of her, behind okay. her. Okay. And um, and so I'm like proceeding to just look at my phone and figure out some stuff, and she goes, "Yeah, no, I." excuse me the line starts over here i said i heard you i said but there's no one here and if the line starts to pile up like you know i'll i'll move (laughs) (laughs) and i i I get like i get it to a degree she's coming from a sweet place you know she's probably very i I just don't understand why she's so concerned with my (laughs) where where i'm at (laughs) like i'm not trying to cut you i'm not trying to get in front of you i'm clearly behind you (laughs) <laughs> but uh, I don't really understand why you're so in, involved in what I'm doing and concerned with where I'm standing. But to the, her point, if six people came and got in that right spot of the line that she was trying to tell me to go to, I'd probably be pretty upset that I didn't listen to her. <laughs> so <laughs> so it, it is a catch-22, but I'm just like, maybe it's just aging? I don't know. Like, Do we grow up to be people we absolutely hate <laughs> dude i i don't know but when you have those weird interactions with people in public it's just like it's so head scratching yeah it's like i i have never been concerned about another person standing behind me like in, in a line unless they're trying to cut right mm-hmm. like unless you can tell they're trying to do something they sh- shouldn't so, but I'm just, I had this conversation with another guy the other day about how his dad, you know, is just a very educated guy, very sweet guy. And as he's gotten older, has just been really become this like bitter, racist old man that he doesn't recognize. Mm. And, um, and he's like, he's like, do we, is that just what happens? Do we just get old and start becoming people we grew up hating to be? Mm. and i like it is kind of funny because you know we always say like we're we're not going to be like our parents and then we end up doing stuff that's exactly what our parents would do yeah Um, i I think you end up just like your parents no matter what (laughs) right and and you know it's funny because like i see that with my dad sometimes too like he'll make comments and i'm like dad like what like why would that thought even enter your mind? Like, why would you, and, and why would you let it filter out to your face hole? Like, why are you saying this? <laughs> this is not, this is not something you would have said 15 years ago. Mm. And I, I do, I wonder if there's some truth to it. If we just kind of, as we get older, just start, uh, just losing all, cons- all consideration for social etiquette. Yeah. I think so. It, it's just so obvious. Like, like, I don't know. You just see things in public and you're just like, wow. Like, 
And we always have those comments like, if I'm like that, just kill me. (laughs) Right, right. That's exactly what the guy said I was talking to. He's like, if I get to this point, just just cut cut me off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. But so other than that, everything's been been getting been going well. Mostly everything is good. The only the only other thing that's kind of a, a little bit of a dark spot right now. I haven't mentioned this, um, but for the about the last month or so, um, my grandfather has taken a really bad uh, health turn. Um, pretty shockingly, kind of out of the blue. Let me let me just say, for a ninety one year old man, mm-hmm. I think he has been one of the sharpest individuals that I know. I mean, he's been he's been retired for. 35 plus years and every day he still wakes up at the same time goes through the same routine goes outside works in the yard runs the backhoe mows the lawn shovels the snow almost anything you can think of every now and then he'll take the occasional two and a half hour nap in the rocking chair but (laughs) for the most part he's been very very sharp very witty quick on his feet his hearing has degraded a lot that's one of probably one of the worst things that he's had to deal with is his his hearing uh, mm-hmm. and a little bit of vision um but over the last month it has become uh much more serious as far as him not knowing where he's at um yeah. uh, waking up in the middle of the night not thinking that he's at home um, requiring my grandma to like walk him through the house and show him where they're at. Um, he got in a car accident. He was told not to drive. He still went and drove and got in a car accident. Um, and his, his, his verbiage towards my grandma and other family members is, is indicating that he's ready to go. Um, so things are just kind of, uh, in a really, a really weird place in this in between. Um, I think genuinely he doesn't have really any health concerns other than the fact that he's just a 91 year old man. And uh, right. Right. It, I mean, has he been diagnosed with dementia? He's never, he never has been. No. And even at recent doctor's appointments, no. Um, okay. It's basically just his body shutting down on him. His brain is, is quitting on him. Oh man. Yeah. I do. That's t- my, my wife has a uh, grandfather who turns 99. Wow. And, he dude i they talked over the phone on thanksgiving and he's still witty Mm -hmm. still i mean you know for just just with it and i'm like dude that's i mean i don't know if i want to live to 99 but (laughs) that's very impressive that like there's people out there that can do that and and man it's just but it's gotta be it's gotta be a toll you know it's got to i mean Mm -hmm it's got to take a toll on the old, on the old body and the mentals. Um, and it's tough, man. It, are, are you close with this grandfather? Yeah, we're, we're very close. Um, yeah. and I think, I mean, he, he's lived in this town where he lives his entire life. I mean, since he was born, he's lived there mm-hmm. and he doesn't recognize where he lives a lot of the time. Doesn't know how to make his coffee. Just simple, simple things that have just kind of like changed over the last month. I mean, literally in the last month. Overall, yeah. he's in better health than my grandma is. Uh, in fact, he's been he had been taking care of her for the last five plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's 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 already kind of a small, fragile man, and he's lost a lot of weight, and just everything that could go wrong is basically just just going around cognitively. And um, I think part of his 
his verbiage of like being ready to go, I think just comes from maybe with uh, like an inner reflection of like knowing that he's pretty miserable, not remembering things because he has been so sharp. Um, yeah. And, and that happens. I mean, so every, uh, my grandmother has, both my grandmothers had dementia. Uh, my grandmother currently still living has dementia. My grandfather had dementia. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, and I, if you said they've been diagnosed or been tested, he hasn't been diagnosed and that's great. But yeah, that is something that they did with my grandparents is, you know, my grandfather was very much like he knew something wasn't clicking on all cylinders uh, like it used to. And he, yeah. and he, he was getting frustrated because he didn't know why he, he, he knew he could, he knew something was wrong and he couldn't make that connection anymore as to what the missing part was. Um, and it was frustrating him. And, you know, they have these things called sundowners where, like, if yep. they do take naps, they wake up and they kind of revert back to this period in time yep. that they were in. And um, and so, the, it, so it kind of, you know, for people who are around, it kind of throws them for a loop because, you know, people can be panicking. Uh, yep. mm-hmm. I had a grandmother who, every time she woke up from a nap, thought she lost grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and so she would call the whole family panicking. And we were like, your grandchildren are grown. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, you know, it, it, man, I don't, I hate it for you. Like I, when I lost my grandfather, it was probably one of the toughest losses I've had to, had to take on the chin. Um, I was so relieved because he was battling so much um, health wise. Mm-hmm. And I was relieved that he wasn't dealing with that anymore. But it was, it was, man, it was, it was tough. It's tough when you have someone close to you that's always been there. Like you don't, you don't remember a time when they're not there. Yeah, exactly. And this one is, this, this one's definitely going to hit me a little bit different. Yeah. I was very close. Uh, so this is my grandpa on my dad's side of the family. Uh-huh. My grandma and grandpa on my mom's side are, are both passed already. Um, both of them passed when I was really young. Um, so I don't feel like, like, obviously I have a lot of really good memories with them when I was a child, uh, and I was very close with them still, but I don't feel like because, because they were taken from me when I was younger, that I didn't have the ability to develop over the years. Like I have with, with my grandpa on, on this side of the family. And, um, there was a time where I even, you know, I, I lived with them at one point. And so, we, you know, it was like an everyday relationship. It was, yeah. a, you know, an after school kind of relationship and a before school relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to definitely, it's definitely going to hit me really different. And also, I mean, this couldn't probably be the worst time of year to be dealing with this. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's no good time, but yeah. I there's not. Yeah. Yeah. So. A lot of the family is in discussion about what what our steps are right now. What are we planning for? What's what's the goal here? Um, they my my uncles uh, and my dad have um, put in DNR um, orders in case something were to happen. Um, so things are are going to be. I don't know. I hope I'm I'm mostly hoping that it's not long and drawn out. And right. that he just continues to get worse and worse right. um, because there's no point in us trying to hold on just for our own not being ready. Right. Uh, 
So I don't know. I don't know what to expect over the next few weeks. It's been a very quick month of, of things happening and turning for the worst. Um, so I guess we're just along for the ride on that one. Yeah. I mean, and that's how those things work, right? Like they're either the, you know, you start heading downhill and it just comes at full speed, like a freight train or, Mm. you know, you see a quick spiral and then it kind of just plateaus a little bit and then, you know, you, you, and then something else happens and then it plateaus, you know, I mean, just with what they can do with medicine today and depending on what the issue is, like you just never know. Oh. how these things play out and I, yeah. I hate it for you I, I wish you know your your family and and everybody are going to be in my thoughts and prayers um it's tough man and if you need anything just, you know you always holler but yeah it's it, uh not not a fun time I, I understand that not a fun time to deal with yeah so we got we've got that going on uh which isn't great but it is the holiday season so we're you know Trying to be optimistic. Yeah. And, yeah, got And to. then furthermore, uh, I'm not going to go into extreme detail about this right now. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about this. Okay. But I have some, I can't stress to you how massive of a change this is going to be for me. Uh, but massive changes. You're going to be me. my next door neighbor? <laughs> and I wish. <laughs> um, massive changes are, are, are coming for me. Um within the next few weeks nice. and I uh, can't can't get into too much detail right now but totally uh, big changes are coming I mean life life altering changes well hey I will there's a house down the street from me that just went up for sale so um, couldn't be more perfect timing I've got a shed in my backyard we can convert into a studio <laughs> so you just let me know I'll get the realtor on the phone and we'll make it happen <laughs> right on <laughs> Gosh, that would be, that would be nice. Oh <laughs> uh, man, that's all I, I got. Have I told you about the shed ordeal? Have I brought you that have, up? On? We've we've had some conversations. Okay, so old man was renting my shed out from me. I don't, yeah. and, and I'm going to rehash this in case I because I can't remember if I talked about it. Yeah. Uh, well, he got on my roof a while back, <laughs> and was on the roof of the shed, I should say, and was mm-hmm. cleaning branches and leaves off of it. Okay. And now he just pays me 50 bucks a month to store his crap in it. And, or at least that's what it was presented to me as. He wasn't just using it for storage. He was using it as a actual work shed. Like he was in it every other day, getting things out, getting things in and constantly like in my backyard, essentially, because you mm-hmm. can look through all our windows in the back of the house and see the shed. And I was just like, man, this sucks. Cause like, this is not what he at least this was that miscommunication part where it's like, okay, his idea of storage is different than my idea of storage. When someone says, Hey, can I use your shed for storage? I'm thinking you're going to be there like three or four times a year and not three or four times a week. Right. And so like, then one day I'm working and I see him like on the roof of it in loafers, (laughs) uh, just sweeping and it's a tin roof. Right. So it's not like, And it's right under this big oak tree that notoriously drops broken branches. And I'm like, so I wait for him to get down because I don't want to scare him or anything like that. And I'm like, hey, like, let's not get back on the roof. And he's (laughs) like, in in, in typical old man fashion was like, well, what you worried about? And I'm like, 
the lack of umbrella insurance I have to cover for any medical bills that you might ensue. (laughs) I mean, like a branch could fall and knock you unconscious. Uh, You could slip and, you know, or walk through the tin roof. Like, I don't know. Anything could happen. Um, but the fact that I need to explain this to you as an 80 something year old man, like, what are we talking about? Like you're paying me to store stuff in the store, the thing, just (laughs) store it. Don't, don't, you don't have to clean up around it. (laughs) It, It's like your building. You're using it. (laughs) Right. And I, I mean like, and a part of me feels bad for like saying, doing that because it's like, I know he's trying to do me a favor, right? I know he's just Mm. a bored old man looking for stuff to do. And he's trying to keep the place up and tidy and, you know, and take care of things that, you know, he's been given, um, the clearance to use. And so from that, like, so I have to try to be cognizant of that. Well, then he, that same like week that we have this conversation, he starts unloading stuff out of the shed. And I'm like, Oh no, did I piss him off? Like, <laughs> is he upset with me? That so much. Cause it, it wasn't a very, it wasn't a very heated exchange at all. It was just, you know, Hey, I just don't want you to get hurt. Like, yeah, that, that's and I it. don't want to be liable for it. Right, right. Um, and so I, I legitimately thought I upset this old man's pride that much that he he's he was moving out, and I was I was completely okay with it because it yeah. was more more of a hassle to deal with than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, it comes to find out that he uh, bought some land down the street, which why an eighty year old man needs to buy land is beyond me. <laughs> But he bought some land down the street and is moving all his stuff to there. And I was like, cool. Um, so now I have this shed that I don't really know what to do. <laughs> and uh, kicking the ideas of, you know, running some internet out there and maybe, uh, you know, making a, a recording studio or something. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, we'll see, though. We'll see. Uh, anything else going on? No, I think yeah. I was able to touch on everything that's been relevant <laughs> over the last three weeks two and a half three weeks yeah so we got about 15 minutes man we're venturing on christmas mark we are how many days away 20 Mm -hmm. like less than 20 right yeah 18 days oh my gosh uh are are you ready no no (laughs) No. (laughs) so in looking at the calendar uh-huh. Uh, we've got this episode we're recording, and then I think the, the 14th, if you're good, I'm good to record. Uh, and then beyond that, like for the rest of the year, I'm probably going to be out of commission. I don't know about you, but, uh, uh yeah, probably going to be also, to be honest, looking at, looking at how it lies. Yeah. So I, you know, so I think we got this week episode and then we'll try to do a, a Christmassy episode, fun episode for next, next week. week. And, um, and then, and then you we're and going I, into 2024. Yeah. And you and I, sir, we have some meetings to, to, uh, embark on and, and hammer some things out for the future of the show. We do. Oh. Um, but yeah, so we're, <laughs> we're in that phase now where we're about to embark on, uh, the passage of potty training. Ooh. And Fun. I don't know the, I, I don't know where to first begin. I'm going to be honest with you. I bought the toilet. I okay. bought the bucket. <laughs> essentially, Let me ask you this. 
how uh, how uh, how comfortable. I don't. I, I almost feel now. I'm a little bit nervous bringing this up because I don't. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess when I went into this, I guess I wouldn't say I did a lot of research online to figure out what like what's acceptable methods and what's proper etiquette for potty training. Blah blah blah. Right. With with Charlie, it was completely different. Um, but with Eli, how comfortable do you feel allowing him to, to go with you at the same time? So incredibly comfortable because and, and it's not because of a level of comfort. It's because that kid will not let me wipe my ass without <laughs> in peace. Like yeah, he yeah. is always around, and he he's very like. In that regard, he's very curious about how that whole process takes, you know, takes mm-hmm. off. Like he he has watched me go to the restroom. He's for whatever reason wants to sit with me while I'm taking care of business, um, which is you know <laughs> his prerogative. Uh, it's not like I'm inviting him in there, uh, but yeah, I mean he's so he's watched me a few times. Um, so he's very familiar with the whole process. He knows what potty means. He knows what going potty. There's been a couple times where I, we j- he's just said like go potty and then we'll walk him to the toilet and let him just sit on top of the toilet. Um, so he's kind of got the very loose foundation about it all. Uh, and we're probably going to start this because like the the potty's gonna be like a Christmas present. Um. And we're probably going to take those two weeks that we have off to try and potty train him as best we can. But yeah, I just, I don't know how that's going to go. I don't even know. I mean, like a lot of people said, you know, throw a Cheerio in there. It's like, I don't really care about his aim. I, I want, I want to pin down the part where he's not wetting himself. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's like, like, if I'm going to put him in, if I'm going to get away from the diapers phase, which is a whole nother thing. Like, how do you transition that? Like I, dude, I got some reading material I got to get a hold of because I don't know the first thing. I don't know how to go about this. I've heard some people say, just let your kids run around like bottomless. And I'm like, no, that will not work for my kid. He will pee where he stands. Like he has no, he has no shame in his game. Like, Mm. So I, I've got to I've got to do some research on on how to provoke him to you know kind of get in the habit of letting us know when he's got to go because I think it's, that's going to be the biggest battle. I genuinely think that potty training a boy is much easier, and I think he's like I think you'll find that he's going to find it interesting, maybe even funny, mm-hmm. um, and that. It's definitely just like getting him to even now. I kind of feel like I deal with this with Eli still about like reminding him to go when he has to go instead of trying to hold it or wait to the last minute. Yeah, that's that's the part that I feel like gets difficult, especially with boys that like to play and play hard. Yeah. And they just they're just not thinking about it until they like sit down for a moment. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're so we're about to embark on that journey. Uh, <laughs> thoughts and prayers are accepted. <laughs> Welcomed. Um, <laughs> what? Let me ask you this: because your kids are older than mine, when does 
when does farting become taboo to where like they find it humorous or uh, inappropriate or what, wh- however your kids perceive it? Um, when, wh- at what stage in life does that happen? Because I'm gonna be honest with you, Jack rips it, doesn't phase him. He's he has no idea what's going on. Like, and I'm gonna I'll rip it in front of him. He has no care in the world. Like, he finds no humor in it. <laughs> so, I'm curious when that like when that starts happening. Um, hmm. I guess I don't know. I don't know when it just started. Uh. Out of out of nowhere, kind of. I feel like it was just like one day it becomes funny, and then you know it's like funny to do it. I don't know. I don't know if I recall the exact moment that that became like a thing. But like, yeah, so but like, your kids have come I to think, you like in public and be like, "I tooted." <laughs> no, they definitely have. Right. Okay. I think it maybe comes from like when he does it. Do you like make a comment about it? Not really. I mean, sometimes I will, like if I'm holding him mm-hmm. and he just like, and I feel it, I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll try to make it funny and make a yeah. rise out of it. Um, but he's just like, dude, are you good? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of where it comes from is like your, your reaction and like React, how you the parents reaction. Okay. Yeah. So great. My kid's going to be a filthy hamster because he's just going to think that it's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I mean, and I'll say that openly. Like we, I find farting to be quite humorous. Um, <laughs> I, I, I've the laughs my wife and I have shared over a just heinous fart <laughs> has been. I couldn't count you. I couldn't count. Like the, some of our greatest laughs together have been over <laughs> farting. <laughs> I think. And I and, and I know there's couples out there who are like I would never I, I would mm-hmm. never pass gas before that like you know <laughs> I and to each his own I get it you know that for some people that's a big turnoff um, to me like as long as it's not happening while there's a certain level of intimacy being <laughs> going on like I don't see the turnoff part like it's it yeah it's it's silly it's funny. <laughs> um, and depending on where you are or when or when it happens can be even funnier or not so funny. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's uh, so the fact that my kid is probably being raised in that type of environment, not good. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm uh, contemplating whether or not I am. I should change some parenting tactics as we speak. <laughs> Uh, that's that's yeah that could be interesting <laughs> do, do you uh and last question and we'll wrap it up do you get um teachers stuff for christmas um no i'm no 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 <laughs> i think uh uh you know now that i think of it charlie charlie has like done that before mm-hmm. uh and i think you can do really simple things I wouldn't, I don't know if I would necessarily do it unless Jack mentions it. Has he mentioned it? No, 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 no. It's just to me. um, So something my wife and I tend to do this time of year before uh, 
Jack was we would go to anytime we'd go to a restaurant, we would, you know, tip a hundred percent of that mm-hmm. bill. Mm-hmm. Um just to kind of, you know, help servers out during the, you know, this time. And, you know, now that we've got Jack and things are just way more expensive than they were a few years ago, uh, and we're not doing as much, you know, and, and also like we have these people in our lives who we pay to watch our kids. But I just, you know, to me, I just was like, well, let's convert, you know, that whole process. And then let's focus it on the people who are, you know, pouring and investing into our kid and let's just give them a nice little, you know, something, just a little thank you, if anything, for having to put up with my kid for (laughs) the first semester of the year. Um, I don't know. It just, that's just something I, we thought of doing and we we haven't gone all out, but like we also, (laughs) I'm trying to figure, I guess what I'm trying to figure out is what is a, where is a decent, line in the sand to get someone like that like because i asked my sister my sister is in the education department she she does you know teaches Mm -hmm. and she you know was like hey just do something simple like a candle or you know some and some bath bombs or something and you know a little card that says like have a relaxing break uh you know maybe a gift card or something and i was like yeah that's a great idea yeah. Well, then my sister-in-law, I guess, talked to my wife and was like, yeah, you could do that. But like some people have sensitivity to certain scents or whatever. Um, and so if you just want to do gift cards, that's also, you know, maybe some soap or something. That'll go a long way, too. And I was like, OK, <laughs> so, so we've we've got a gift card. We've got, you know, a couple things. And I and I was just like, is this enough to say thank you or is this going to be like wow, you, you really did the bare minimum here. Thank, thanks. <laughs> you know, actually, I think, I don't think there's any expectation for a, for like certain quality of gift. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I even, I guess I could think of even like, you know, even if you did like a, like a hot chocolate set with like a little mug or something or like, mm. you know, like, like chocolate, like a chocolate based arrangement or something along the lines of that. Like anything, I think anything that you choose to give is above and beyond already. Yeah. And I don't think that there's any expectation for it to be of a certain amount or quality or anything like that. Um, and I think that it can be received as appreciative. And actually, now that I like think about it a little bit more, I think it's actually a pretty good idea. Teachers do a lot of work, and I don't think it's all, all that big of a deal to to give a small, you know, $10, $15 item, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's kind of where we're at. And, yeah, I mean, that's just how I feel, man. I just feel like, you know, they... I like look. I I've spent that time with my kid. I know how he can be. I can't imagine timesing it by ten. <laughs> yeah. So so I just uh you know I just, if if I can just say thank you in 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 some little way before the holidays, like I you know I just want to do that. But but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you know I'm, I guess I'm not trying to ask in terms of expectations, but I just kind of want to make sure I'm not like. I don't want to come off like <laughs> like a tightwad or, you know what I mean? I don't know how yeah. I'm trying to say. It. I guess I guess t- a good teacher would be appreciative of anything because the, because the expectation is zero. Right. Yeah. Oh, got any big Christmas plans? Uh, dude, I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know I look at the calendar every single day and I see how close it's getting day by day. Yeah, and uh there's a there's like i said 
there's some plans happening in the future for me that kind of intersect with Christmas time. Okay. Um, and so there's a couple of things up in the air, but uh, I know it's going to be a very good Christmas. I cannot tell you right now exactly what's happening, but it will be a good Christmas one way or another. Everything I know will have a way of working out and it will work out. It's just uh, just getting there. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, we, uh, we're probably going to kind of rinse and repeat the old Thanksgiving routine route. Mm. But, uh, dude, I'm telling you. So, in, in Georgia, we have this thing called the Peach Pass. I think most states have, like, if you have toll roads in your state, you kind of have yeah. something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, we've never really bought it because it didn't make sense for us. But uh, for whatever reason, we said, you know what? Like, I think what it was is we sat in traffic way too long one day and we were like, screw it. We're going to buy it. <laughs> yeah. And so we bought one and use it. And holy cow, best like $7 road trip I've ever taken. Mm. <laughs> so that's just it's money well spent, my friend. Just being yeah. able to bypass that traffic during when you know it's going to be busy and and just oh, man. I, so I, our, I our toll road is like we have a we have a similar thing called the I, I pass mm-hmm. and ours is paired with Illinois. So it's like an Illinois, Indiana thing, especially right, right. Up, up here in the northern region. The our toll road up here kind of comes from Ohio through the top, the northern part of Indiana and up into Illinois and Chicago. And there's a lot of like a lot of people here in South Bend commute back and forth to Chicago for work pretty much every day. Yeah. Um. So. But the thing, it's it's really convenient for here in Indiana, but it's even better to have it when you go to, to Illinois or in the Chicagoland area because you almost can't drive anywhere without a toll. There's, there's almost no way to go somewhere without approaching a toll at some point or another. And right. if, you, if you do choose to avoid tolls, good luck to you because yeah. you might have a two and a half three hour drive that could easily be cut in, in half or more yeah man atlanta traffic is insane and yeah. uh to be able to just like skirt around it is is such i'm like man why isn't everybody doing this <laughs> do they not know about it right <laughs> um but yeah man it's it's fun i'm looking forward to it it is coming around the corner and I think I'm all done shopping. I think my wife wow. wife absolutely crushed it on Black Friday this year and mm. was able to get like, I would say, 96% of the shopping done. And uh, but we'll <laughs> we'll get into the shopping part of Christmas and all the fun festivities next week when we have our little Christmas episode. Um. Well, if that's going to be all, then I uh, just want to say thank you guys for bearing with us. I hate that we have to kind of, it feels like we have to hit the reset button every time we take these little breaks to <laughs> deal with life. But um, I, for those of you uh, who are sticking with us and, and riding with us, we do appreciate you listening uh, each and every time we post an episode. And uh, especially shout out to the those in Australia who are our number one country <laughs> <laughs> listening audience. <laughs> from down under we appreciate you and love you and uh we'll see you guys uh next week bye-bye